0: Block talk radio
1: It's some scripture out It's dumb filter out It's dumb card
2: Damn and it sensor It's some scripture
0: With
1: Alex Hello, talk bugs. Welcome to another amazing Friday radio special on the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. And yes, my name is Alex Okorji, and I am coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. <laughs> so, hey, what's going on, people? Oh, my goodness. I'm just so excited. Why am I excited? Oh, my God. I'm always excited when I get here anyway. Um, you know, just to be able to do this every week, you know, when I get, to- <laughs> and just to be able to bring to you some of the most amazing global influences from around the world for me is such a privilege. Now, if you're just tuning in, well, this is The hub for real authentic conversations like never before. And as always, on the Naked Talk, we do not apologize for being who we really are. We do not apologize for our thoughts, our opinions, our feelings, our beliefs. We keep it real, right? And I think that's needed in the world. You know, we need that sort of authenticity. And I guess I was talking about that. (laughs) So, yes, if you're just tuning in, well, this is the place for great authentic conversations like never before. And I'm just so pumped, you know, just to be here today. to be able to, you know, catch up and, um, you know, be able to have great, amazing conversations. And like I was always, you know, we always try to make sure that the, the conversation is interactive. So, yes, you can be part of this conversation. So, this week, this week we had a really bumper week. It was a really, really bumper week because on Monday I had an amazing guest guest. Um, who joined me live all the way from Brazil. She is um, a famed author. She is a lawyer and, of course, a law professor at a university in Brazil. And she is the author of two amazing award-winning books, Behind the Door and La- uh, Lara's Journal, which are both you know, psychological erotic thrillers. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, of course, we had an amazing conversation talking about From Dreams to Hidden Pleasures. And it was just so great to have uh, Adriana Gavazoni, right here on the show you know just talking about her journey and you know just basically sharing what it's been like and you know how you know how she's had to merge and and deal with the conflicts of you know being a sort of after lawyer but as well building um a high profile uh, career as a writer and, and an author of, you know, amazing books. And so it was nice to just have uh, Adri- Adriana really spend time with us and just share so much. And I'm looking forward to bringing her back to around own through a conversation that would be great. Now, on Tuesday, we had another amazing conversation with another special guest all the way from Mumbai in India. And I was lucky to have international table tennis champion, um, ITTF uh, level 3 certified coach and an international umpire and entrepreneur, Munmun um, Mukherjee, who joined me live all the way from Mumbai. And of course, with Munmun, Moon Moon, we had a great conversation about what it actually takes to win. And I can't stop thinking about this, but there are five things, you know, there was something she said about the five um, S's, right, that totally drive her. And, you know, she talked about skill and she talked about Speed, and she talked about god okay, Can I remember? And I, you know, I know, I, but I remember the last one she talked about. Oh, she talked about things, but she mentioned spirit as well. And you know, just for her to share what it actually takes to win, and the five S's that she uses to sort of um, become a champion, and that has enabled her win, and just the how she's able to craft some sort of a winning. Strategy, you know, dealing with competitors and, you know, competing, in, you know, in international games and just basically her journey as well. That for me was really amazing. And of course, on Talk Wednesday, we had the amazing roundtable conversation with the um, business coach. Um, entrepreneur, and, of course, network marketer, Jennifer Nodem who joined me all the way from Global Royale with amazing Global Royale partners. We had uh, Bognat Akal, we had Meyer O'Conn, we had Mrs. Leo Joe, And it was just nice to really have that conversation about what multi-level marketing really is and just the benefits of um, investing. And, you know, if you're looking for – if you're definitely looking for um, – just a new source of income, or you know, um, just taking advantage of a network that you have, and just finding a side hustle or whatever it is that wouldn't cost you that much, then of course you know MLM, you know, multi-level marketing, it is, and and they did try to explain to and of course talk about you know Global Royale, which is a real estate um, company that has it has introduced an MLM, multi-level networking sort of strategy, um, you know, branching out here in Nigeria. And so we have that great conversation, but yes, if you missed any of this conversation's live, don't forget that you can always catch up on all our archived shows. Now we're syndicating on 12 global networks around the world, and yes, you can catch the Naked Talk. You can definitely catch the Naked Talk um, on Stitcher, we're stream. You know, we're syndicated on Stitcher Radio. You can listen to the Naked Talk on TuneIn Radio. We are also syndicated on Player FM. We're syndicated on Atcast. We are on on Audio Boom. You can find us. You can even listen to Naked Talk on iTunes. Uh, Podcast if you, oh my god, we're we're on Port Africa in Uganda. We're definitely, we're also syndicated on the Good Radio Network in Canada. And you can catch us, we're now on Castbox FM, and yes, we're also on Radio Public. So, yes, we're syndicated on 12 global networks now, you know, so there's no reason whatsoever for you to. Miss the Naked Talk live? You know, if you miss it live, then you can always catch the archive. Your word, archive twenty four seven. So there's no reason why you should miss any of it. Or oh, just go to our official website. Just go to www. Yes, because we're live. <laughs> so yes, talk bugs. You know, if you're just joining me, I'm so pumped. My guest is in the studio. My guest is a virtual studio. I'm just so excited. Why am I excited? Anyway, I'm always excited when I come to this. So yes, just before we get into today's conversation, let's not forget today's show is brought to you by our amazing friends at Global Royal. Now, Global Royal is all about giving to you um, a lifestyle. And if you want to find out more about the opportunities that they are definitely representing right now, and if you want to get yourself a home, if you're thinking of getting yourself an amazing home and taking advantage of their portfolios, do so and check them out at www.com. Global Royale bees. Now, Global Royale is G L O B A L R O Y A L with an E. So the Royal is with an E. that bees, and then you can find out more about them, or just click on our show notes and click on Global Royale, and it will take you right to their website. Yes, and also the show is brought to you by our amazing friends at Evolution Magazine. Now, Evolution is all about bringing to you the hair side of life. And, of course, giving your hair a voice. And you can find out more about Hairvolution by going to www.HairvolutionMagazine.com. And let's not forget our amazing friends at QTB Events. QTB Events is all about your top-notch first-class entertainment events and productions. And, of course, you can go to their website, www.QTBEvents.com. Now, I just want to give a big shout-out to just my amazing friends and our amazing um. People at the Reporters Inc., I want to say hello to um, Osagir Korua, and, of course, the director of the Reporters Inc. in the U.S., um, Max Saxon-Mayer, and uh, just for the amazing work they're doing. you know, They're coming, they're putting together this amazing documentary uh, titled The Innocent Convict. And, of course, this uh, documentary film is really, you know, um, just highlighting the lives of, you know, innocent people, wrongly convicted citizens who are doing time and pay for a crime that they haven't committed. And not only how this um, the wrongful conviction affects them and their lives, but how it also affects their family members and, of course, the community at large and, you know, just – you know, how, the, how totally, you know, how the justice system operates and just what's going on and all of that. And I can't wait for the film to be out. And, you know, there's been quite a bit of stuff about it. And yes, we did have a roundtable conversation with Joan Trepper. And I'm hoping to bring them back. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I could bring them back on a roundtable conversation. But if you missed that episode uh, with Joan Van Hoote, Joan Trepper, um, um, Citizens Advocate, and um, just the amazing people and Max Axeman you can catch that right here. Or you can go to our website. It's one of our top 20 must listen to episodes so you should definitely check that out so yes today on friday radio special uh, episode 85 um ever wondered really what it takes to move from humble beginnings to the doorways of glory well today's guest might be a celebrated television personality but he surely knows a thing or two about personal hardships, from leaving the streets where he you know did quite a lot of stuff menial jobs, and took uh, that just to sustain his family to create a sweet spot for himself as one of the most recognized sports personality on African television and radio and as always, I am just so excited, very very honored to have with me super sports TV pres- uh, presenter uh, radio presenter and model Moses praise who's joining me live from here in Lagos, Nigeria. Hi Moses.
3: Hi Alex, how you doing?
1: I'm well. How are you?
3: Can't complain at all. Really lovely to have you on this platform, <laughs> and I think you're doing amazingly great with it. Did you just say episode eighty five? Oh my word! Well done.
1: Thank you, yeah, and I can tell you that it's episode eighty five with you know very <laughs> you know with lots of breaks I mean, but you know. Yes. Thank you very much. And, you know, welcome to the Naked Talk. I don't know if you can see the red carpet, but there's a red carpet kind of like laid out for you.
3: I see it. I see it. I'm on it. I'm taking pictures already.
1: Oh my God! You're so. I like that you say you're taking pictures already. So well, you know, I don't know what it feels like being on the other side because I know that. I mean, this is your thing. This is your place. You're very comfortable doing this. But I like that, <laughs> that I have you on the other side, and I'm just so excited because feels like feels like we're catching up. We, we might as well be co-hosting this together. I'm just joking. But you know, first of all, let's let's talk a little bit about you. Now I know, for the sake of those who are listening um, from wherever they are in the world. Um, Right here, for the sake of those who may not have had the opportunity to come across you, your amazing self, and your amazing work. Let me ask you this now. I usually ask these questions differently. But let me ask you this now. If I were to ask like a bunch of people, who is Moses Reyes?
3: That know, seems to be... How would you
1: think the we- would describe
3: you? <laughs> for some for, for weird reason, Alex, it's, it's the hardest thing for me to talk about myself. I find it very, very hard. I mean, if I were to be be asked questions, that's a different thing. But to say who is Moses praise, I, I don't know because I still don't see myself as people see me. I still think I'm that uh, young dude, you know, who's just trying to be better at anything he's doing, um, and that includes being better at his job, uh, getting better at being mm-hmm. at being a good friend, at uh, being a, a better mm-hmm. associate, being a good boss, being a good mm-hmm. subordinate. Being a good son—that's just me, and I'm always evolving. And I think if people had that paradigm where they never come to a place where they say, "This is who I am," or they're defined by what they have become, um, I think they turn out to be better people.
1: You know, I kind of agree with you, though. You know, I agree with you on that. And it's weird because that's a question to that I have a problem answering. I probably would go speechless because I'm not really sure how to describe mm-hmm. myself. Um, you know, so I I kind of get that. I understand how that how tough that can be, especially when you're so much when you spend so much time focusing on other people or celebrating other yeah. people or highlighting yeah, other people. It could really bad. be um, you know really tough. Okay, but let me let me ask you. I know that this is one definitely one question that a lot of people want to hear, and I've been getting quite a number of emails and questions and you know stuff. But let me ask you this. Now, I know that you are one of Africa's finest sportcaster, and I say that with you know, I say that. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people will agree. And when I say finest, you know, I mean that in, you know, not just physically, <laughs> but I mean that you know, in terms of your skills and how you know what you bring to television. Um, but I want to I, I want to believe that the journey hasn't always been smooth like you didn't just you know you were you didn't just land on your back wake up and one day you were in front of a camera or was that how it happened
3: it's interesting and um, i'll give you a bit of a backstory on how i ended up where i did most time people ask me um where did you start from i mean what small media company did you start from and you know and grew into and i said i started from the very top you know and it wasn't like you know it was well, I would say it was more like this thing because it was a case of uh, the, the guy who was a presenter got promoted. So we were out on a production to go cover a game in Bauchi. We were staying in Joss because they didn't have proper hotels in Bauchi for us to stay in. And we were all outside the hotel talking, congratulating him. I'm like, you know what, good stuff. And, you know, they said, yeah, so Moses can start presenting. I'm like, oh, yeah, great, you know. So I'm like, on the study for like, what, two, three months? so I can get into the group. And he was like, no, you're presenting tomorrow. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, you're oh. presenting tomorrow. <laughs> I, don't have, I, don't, I don't have any else. I only came with T-shirt because I was a floor manager. He said, yeah, you're going to present with it. And I promise you, Alex, I was thrown into the deep end of the pool. That was how it started for me. Um, I will tell you categorically, I think of, of all the fine words of accolades and encomiums that has been showered on me on my trade, I think the best, and this has stood out for me uh, for a very long time. I'll never forget this incident in Enugu. Uh, we finished a the production there, and some guys said "You know what? We'd like to host you guys. We're really happy to have you." And like, okay, great. So it took us out, and um, this dude was semi-drunk. Now nah, he's not fully drunk, but he was semi-drunk. You know because he was very boisterous and noisy, and he saw me and just went yelling, Moses praise!" And it was a bit too much. I mean, yeah, I get that, but his was just a bit too much and a bit embarrassing. But you know, I had to be nice. I'm like, hey, great, great. So this dude comes looking for me at the VIP and says, you know what, my brother? When you started, you were very bad. <laughs> you know, but the speed between <laughs> <with which> you, <laughs> ah, oh, you are good. You are, and you know what? Even though that sounded like a slap." I thought it was the best, (laughs) I I think I held that of everything anybody has said to me, that was key because in truth, I I mean, I didn't go to any presentation classes, no training or anything like that. I got thrown in at the deep end and I literally had to learn on the job. So, yeah, I didn't think I was that great. And over time, one of the key things for me was I had to literally build myself. So I was watching a lot of presentations. I was seeing a lot of mannerisms. But at the same time, I didn't want to look like another presenter. I wanted to be my own self. So I had to look for ways to make my, my delivery different from everything. And I think I, I, I kind of carved that niche for myself. And um, Alex, we are where we are today.
1: You know, it's amazing that you say this, and I'm listening to you and just definitely, you know, just peeking um, certain things. And it's so important that you say this because I think for a lot of people, when they start out, they are really afraid because they don't have the experience. And like you said, you were thrown into the deep part of the pool, right? And you had to literally learn on the job. But I think that, you know, for me, what I caught is the fact that this person is literally saying you've grown, on the job, right? You started out not so great. I think that happened to me too. I don't think the first time I ever tried this I was good. I think I had like my first three shows were bad. I was locked out of my show one time. had <laughs> network issues, you know. Um, you know, I remember my mom listening to one episode and saying, you know, you should have said this or you should you know, like you know, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that okay, from there to now, there's obviously been a growth, right? It's the same thing. The first you know, film I ever acted in, I closed my eyes. I was like, God, yuck, this is terrible. Right? And then I looked at how many, you know, series and how many jobs after, and you can de- I can definitely see my growth if we're And so I think that that's amazing and that you're sharing this because a lot of people get so scared because they don't have the training or they haven't, they don't have the years of experience. But then even though you, like you say, you were understudying other people, watching other presentations, doing all that, you still wanted to maintain your authentic self, right? You didn't want to be a copy of somebody else. You just wanted to be Moses Praise, and you kept that. Pitch. Okay.
3: That I had to do. <laughs> a lot of people, um, they tend to come up to me and say, you know what, I like how you finish your show, because I always have this kitchen English. Uh, there's a sentence I make at the end of every show I do, be it radio or TV, and that kind of on on a lot of people. And before you know it, you see people wanting to have um, a tagline to end, end their shows. Uh, there mm-hmm. are incidences where mm-hmm. I throw in a bit of pigeon parlance just in, in, the bit, in the mix a bit. Um, I make my presentation very, um, I create a banter, more or less, because I, know, I look at the strength of my, my, my pundits. Uh, some of them can speak better English mm-hmm. than the others. Some of them play the game to the highest level. So how do you keep that balance and have a great show at the end of the day? Because if it's not balanced, then you don't have a good show. So all of that had to play out and I literally had to learn all of this on the job. And it's a joy for me today that I have raised a couple of people who are on TV or radio and they're doing amazingly well. I'm actually very proud of that. Because I'm always of the opinion that you have to hold yourself to the highest standards when it comes to this trade. I say to these people, "Do you read dictionaries and it's weird for them like you have to read the dictionary I say, yeah, you literally have to read a dictionary on a daily basis <laughs> you have to read it correctly. and the problem with most of some of these guys is that they've got they've got um you know ethnic accents if you want to call it that, and they want to they want they want to put another accent on that you sound very weird because mm-hmm. the truth is you don't sound real mm-hmm. you don't sound true you know that's one thing to speak with an yeah. accent it's another thing to speak properly two different things I'd rather you speak properly and people Absolutely. would appreciate you properly so how do you speak properly enunciate you understand push your voice out there dot your T's speak deliberately speak consciously let people hear you you are a communicator it makes no sense. The basic rule of communication is I, the sender, give you the message. You, the receiver, give me a feedback. Communication is complete. Once you can manage that, I think people would always want to listen to you.
1: I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Now, you know, I'm thinking about something while you were talking, right? And, you know, first of all, I, 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 I admire that, you know, there because a lot of the times when we – um. Let's say we're on our path, right? We're climbing up the ladder on our path to uh, whatever our version of success is, or whatever, you know, our destination or our path or whatever we think we're destined for. A lot of times people forget about the legacy, right? They forget about impacting other people or training other people or sharing the knowledge. You know, I believe in two things. Like it's either you – you, you give or you teach, right? So, as as Maya Angelou would say, give or teach. You know, if you get, you give. If you learn, you teach. And so, just to say that, you know, you being, you're proud to have raised you know, future broadcasters, right? People who have learned on your wings or are flying on your wings just by the fact that you're able to sort of mentor them and, or give them the opportunity or the platform to be able to also follow in the same path. I think that that is brilliant. That is really, really. Okay, let me ask you this. Doug. I'm thinking, because I know that, yes, you know, you, you shared with us how you were, you know, part of this television um, should I call it television? Yeah, television platform, right? And you were supposed to be like a floor manager, and then you know, by virtue of accident—let's not call it an accident—but that happened, right? And you know, this person who was supposed to have this job got promoted, and you got through. Right before that, let's let's go now to the very beginning. Have you always, you know, has this always been something you wanted to do? Did you always wanted to, you know, want to be a a, TV, a broadcaster?
3: I'm going to throw this at you, Alex, and nobody's basically listening to us. <laughs> so this is a secret between you and I. Um, and just to quickly allude to what you said before, I get into this. Um, I'm always of the opinion that you know what, Alex, what you're doing is amazing. It's great. You're you're touching people's life. People are excited. They want to come on online and listen to your.
1: Oh my God! I think I just lost Moses. Okay. Well, if you're just if you're just tuning in, this is still the naked talk with Alex I just lost my guest, but I know he's going to connect back in. So how about we take let's take a quick. Come rake, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the naked talk with Alex O'Korji. You're listening to the naked talk. It's so
2: unsensual. She keeps it real. She keeps it
4: straight. She tells it like it is, no matter who's.
1: Ah. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji
0: q Events Your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement. With affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Won't you rather let our dynamic team fit you like the respectable clients that you are? Taking away the stress from your business. Taking away the stress from your business.
1: Of Landed by Peter Kelly, and Peter Kelly was a guest on this show. Um, what was that? He was Padara Anniversary Special, I remember. But he's been a guest on the show twice. So yes, that is Fear Landed by Peter Kelly. Now, guys, if you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji, and I am, as always, you know, excited to be here chatting with you. And yes, I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. So, yes, if you're just tuning in, just before we went to that musical break, you know, I was talking to my very special guest, Moses Praise. Uh, He is one of Africa's brightest television presenters and radio personality and and a model, yes, (laughs) he's also a model, you can tell by his dashing looks. Okay, guys, don't forget that this is an interactive show. So if you're listening live, you want to join the conversation, don't forget that you can call into the show. Now, the number to call, it's 323-642-1693. If you're calling from the U.S., call at the local number, 323-642-1693. If you're calling from outside the U.S., make sure to call as an international. Use Plus One, 323-642-1693. But yes, you can also, So call into the show for free using your Skype button. There's a live Skype button right on top of your player. Make sure to click on it, and you can dial into the show for free, no matter where you're dialing from around the world. Or you can, um, um, unfortunately, our in-studio chat room is not live this, oh my God, all of this week, the entire uh, chat room hasn't been open. And I know that is frustrating some people, but hey, you can still be part of the conversation. You can tweet using hashtag to make a talk, and of course, your tweets will be read right here on the show. Or... You can send us you know, a message via our dedicated WhatsApp number, and of course, your contributions will be read on the show as well. Or you can leave us a voice message. You know, Go to our website, leave us a message at www.thenakedtalk.live, and of course, you know, your messages will be read right on here on the show. Oh my God, I think I just lost my guest again. Oh my goodness, he was right here. Anyway, so if you're just tuning in, I'm just so excited to be talking to my amazing guest, Moses Praise. He is um, you know, super sports TV presenter. For those of you who love to watch sports, uh, you know he's, got to, he's covered some great, amazing shows on television, and he's covered some amazing real life games. And you know, he's on radio as well. And you know he you know he's the host of several programs. And I mean, you guys know that, don't <laughs> you? So um, you know, we were having a great conversation, and we had been talking about his journey and how he accidentally got on the job. You know, found himself on television. And, you know, just what it's been like and how he's been impacting other young up-and-coming broadcasters and creating a platform for them to have a voice. Um, It's weird now because Moses isn't here right now, but, you know, I was just going to try and do a little something, you know, while we're trying to get Moses back, you know, just... um, to get him back on the show. Now, I know I'm going to try and read something from somewhere. Hopefully, I can get Moses back on. Um I remember, you know, some, you know, I was scrambling around looking for something and you know, somebody asked and I wanted to ask him th- I wasn't going to ask him this anyway, but you know People are wondering, you know, if you want to find Moses, and if you're trying to Google Moses, make sure you Google his correct name because his Moses is spelled an M O Z E S Z E Z. Sorry, not a the S E S, but a Z E Z. And you know, the praise is the P R A I Z. So Moses has um, he spells his name very differently. So if you're looking for um, Moses, you can, you know. If you're trying to Google him, you know, that's how to find him. Well, you know, I'm very excited. I really wanted to say something to him, but I want him to come back, and I know he's trying to connect, and our guest is going to get back here. But how about we go to, let's go to another break. Let's take another um, commercial break, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just stay with us.
2: Success, motivation, ambition, financial freedom. These are the words that describe Global Royale. The desire for raising house owners have been a great push for the creation and existence of Global Royal. We discovered the problem in housing and created a unique network, marketing System, as a real estate company to provide a lifestyle and easy housing system to thousands of people around Africa. Global Royal is a well-packaged system Designed to increase the financial status of members, irrespective of their present status. The system runs eight portfolios, which makes it easier to choose where you want to start from and how you want to go. You're given an opportunity to start from any portfolio of your choice and upgrade to portfolios that best suit your financial desire. You can leverage in this amazing opportunity to have a lifestyle you desire. Now select that perfect portfolio that suits you and start building your future. So don't be left out of this golden and amazing opportunity to own a house of your own and live a classy lifestyle.
1: Global Royale, we give you a lifestyle.
4: Yeah. In the end of yeah. the day, back of back of the the day, yeah Every time I i i the Money's standing, nah, nah, nah. Money's standing, nah, nah, nah. I want to know you I want to to
1: we're back. Hi, guys. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know how it is. This is the Naked Talk. And so, yes, anything can happen at the show. So we keep it real and we keep it unfiltered, uncaught, uncensored. Oh, my goodness. You know, we're having some network technical issues here. So, um, well, but I'm glad, you know, we're back on and my guest is right here and I'm so excited. Thank goodness for that. Hi, Moses. Hi, Moses. Welcome back. Do you hear me? Hi. Okay, I don't know if I lost, I think I lost him again, <laughs> because I don't hear him. Okay, well, how about we take, oh, my God, we keep taking all these breaks, but, you know, I'm while well, I'm waiting for my guest to come back, and I hope, you know, he can hear me, I don't hear him, um, but, you know, I know that the network is a little bit terrible, but let's take another commercial break, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. You're listening to The Naked Talk, it's so uncensored. She keeps it real, she keeps it straight. She tells it like it is, no matter who's afraid to bear. Ah. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji.
0: QTB Events, your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management and brand enhancement. With affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Won't you rather let our dynamic team fit you like the respectable clients that you are? Taking away the stress from your business. Taking away the stress from your business.
1: back. And if you're just tuning in, well, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. Still the Naked Talk. Sorry, I keep going back and forth. And oh, yes, my guest is back here. Praise. I was about to say praise Jesus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hi, Moses.
3: Alex, you know what? I don't know why. This should have been (laughs) some really, really fun time with you. I don't know why the Naked Talk is just misbehaving. (laughs)
1: Oh my God! Well, the network, you know, um, what can we do? We can't do anything about it. Unfortunately,
3: no, this is what you know, some
1: of us have to deal <laughs> We have to deal with sometimes, you know. Um, but I you know agree. what? Let's make a do of the, you know, of the time that we have. So, you know, welcome back, and I'm just happy that you're here. Now, before you went off, we were having a conversation, right? And I remember asking. Yes.
3: Not at all, and I, I was I was explaining elaborately. I didn't know I had go, gone off already. No, no, no. Uh, I wasn't about. I never thought I'd be on TV. I Never planned to be on TV. It was never my desire. Radio was my thing. Loved radio. Uh, I studied mass communication at Polytechnic Polytechnic Ibadan, and um, I was on. Radio. I listened to. There are two people who actually very very I love listening to. One was Larry Angela or Larry and Juring. Oh, Angela, I'm not sure. Then, um, I've forgotten this guy's name. He owns, um, uh, Nijizi now. Uh, those two guys were just amazing. He was a DJ way back then, and, um, loved listening to them. So, I, I thought radio would be my thing. Kwame. And, uh, Kwame. when I, when I, uh, Kwame, that's it, Kwame. Uh, so when I got out, uh, I just had a different pathway because uh, before then I was modeling, but then not so actively. When I left school in '97, uh, I, I think I took modeling quite seriously then, and um, yeah, I had I had I had quite a good I had good success in modeling, you know. So uh, from then on, it was I did a couple of movies, and um, and I did I don't I went in for this reality TV show. I think it was more or less like the first reality TV show. I think it was more or less like the first. And um, I think that was where you and I met, uh, the reality TV show. So people need to know that you and I have history going back. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was a good outcome because the producers, uh, the South African guys who produced that reality TV show, <laughs> were the guys who actually brought Super Smoke in and worked on it. And that was how they took me on board. So I think um, even before then, I had more or less... Um, agreed that, mm-hmm. yeah, if TV mm-hmm. comes up, I just might do it mm-hmm. because I was, as a model, I was shooting uh, some TV commercials and the like, so it was, I was more or less giving it, and I, given it a thought, you know, but I didn't know it was going to happen the way it happened, and um, yeah, it happened, and here we are, and I think I was made for this, that's just the truth, uh, the, every time I look at it, I'm thinking, hmm, I should have been in this a long time ago, because the truth is, it, it's it's, it's and there's nothing as amazing okay. as you doing something that you are built for.
1: Well yeah. Sorry, I lost you for I lost you for a moment, but do you hear me now?
3: I hear you. Uh, I hear you. Can you hear me?
1: I hear you. I hear you. Well, I, I think it's great. You know, you wanted to do you've always wanted to do radio and you know, you you were modeling and you were doing all of these great amazing things and you did a reality TV show which was really pretty much the first Reality TV show in Nigeria, you know, at the it t- was, it time. Was. Was know, it was, of that was magnitude. Like,
3: okay. You were. Oh, all no, this crazy reality so We started reality TV show, Alex. <laughs> we started it. <laughs>
1: Yes, you know, like, that was the first. It was the first time there was ever anything. I don't even think even at the time they brought it, you know, the model that people have now, you know, the model didn't even exist at the time then. You know, now it's like, okay, great, but it was really the first. um, So some of us built our careers off, you know, the wings of that, really. But, you know, you took... But here's the thing, you know, you found, you know, again, you always wanted to do radio and you wanted to do other things, but then the opportunity presented itself, right? And you took advantage of it. And that is something that a lot of people miss a lot of the times, right? Because sometimes maybe the thing that they really wanted or they desired wasn't happening at that time. And somehow they lose sight of the fact that there's an opportunity. I mean, somebody else might be in the same shoes, maybe thinking of radio and radio is not coming, but there's TV there and person is not really thinking um, about taking or not seeing the opportunity, right, who would have known that okay, from a floor manager, somehow one day you're gonna be hosting television and you would be one of the the best there is on t v right? just because at that time Thank it you. wasn't like that was the first job that was offered to you It wasn't like you know it was like, oh hey, come and present a show, right but somebody could else could have said oh i can't I'm not gonna be the floor manager because really I want to be the host
3: let me let me bring the
1: trap
3: most most people think. I started at Supersport as a presenter. No, I didn't, Alex. As a matter of fact, I started as a production coordinator. So this was my job. I basically catered for everybody who was traveling to go do a production. So their hotels, their flights, their their transportation, both uh, um, within base and off base. All of that and even their travel money, subsistence money, all of those were things I did. So basically I had relationship with most of the hotels in Nigeria where we, our guys were going to do production. So I was basically in an office. I wasn't doing anything. But, you know, I had to beg my boss. I'm like, you know what, I'm dying because I know I knew this from the onset that I'm not one I'm not an office mm-hmm. person. I'm not the guy you put a tie on and say mm-hmm. sit in an office. I don't care if you pay me a million dollars per second. I will literally f- drop dead. Because it's not in me. I will not fulfill that thing in me. I'm more creative under mm-hmm. intense and very exerting conditions. I like that. I'm good under pressure. You know, so I, I spoke.
1: Oh my gosh, I think we lost him <laughs> I think we lost him again. Okay. Um we're having such a great conversation and we keep losing Moses. But this is really about the network. It is the network actually. So um Oh, God. Okay, let's, you know, our, hopefully our guest is going to try and connect again. And we're just having such a great conversation. Oh, my God. Well, you know, but that was Moses Fraze. Moses Fraze is a sports printer. He is also a radio personality. He hosts some amazing shows on radio and television. And he's a model, you know, started out as a model. And we, we were, like you said, you know, earlier, we were both on a reality TV show, the first reality TV show to come to. Nigeria at the time, and, you know, basically have built a career from there. So, you know, I was just really loving this reunion, and I really want to talk to Moses. But, again, the networks won't let us be great. So how about we're going to do this? You know, I'm thinking of maybe just doing something. Maybe I should do something unique and read a Q&A for Moses, you know, while we're waiting for Moses to connect back in. I don't want to have to do this, but there have been a couple of questions that were asked Moses, and Moses, you know, just to add to what Moses was saying, you know, just before he dropped off. So there was a question. I know there was a Q and A session on super sports and some people asked him questions and one of it somebody had asked him said, Hi Moses, what job did you do before joining Super sport where you are right now on television? And Moses answered, I was into modeling. He was doing, I was doing fashion runway, photography you know, and photography, modeling. I modeled here in Nigeria and in South South Africa. And as a matter of fact, I was the first Nigerian model with my agency then. Okay, great. So we can tell now that, you know, just before he became a television presenter and, you know, a sports radio presenter, he was modeling. That was what he was doing. Let me see if I can answer another question again. I know Moses, somebody asked, um, Moses, you know, what team do you support in Nigeria? and, And also, do you support any EPL you know, Euro- European League, I believe that's what that is, um, team. And Moses answered, unfortunately, I don't support any EPL team. I'm a staunch supporter of good football, and you can find it in any team where, when they are in their elements. As for the Nigerian League, it's hard to say, but I, I vary it. I love the Bukula Babes for their courage and will, and the Pillars for their organization, both and off the field, Worry Wolves for their sagacity, Iyimba for their doggedness, don't ever rule them. Out when the chiefs are down. Hotland for their history, though all they have achieved was when they were known as the Wyoming National. Okay, so you know, I'm just trying to do this QA A right before Moses comes back on. Uh, let me see another question. A couple of questions were asked and Moses answered. Um, let me see what else again. Oh, okay. So somebody said, you know, Moses, how do you manage to look so good all the time? <laughs> and he replied, "You well, I've got no special beauty treatment. I've never rubbed." put together body cream on me never never all I do is have some baby uh, Vaseline for hair for hair care and I'm out of my house okay I'm going to ask him when it comes back on because I really need to know if that is true um, <laughs> so let me see what other questions some questions were asked and I'm trying to you know just do this while we try to get Moses to connect so somebody said um, I saw you during the Secafe Cup in Tanzania and have been watching you and your presentation. Did you always want to be a presenter or is it something you found you had a flair for? Okay, so this is what he was, you know, he just tried to answer before he dropped off. Well, he says, no, quite frankly, yes, I always wanted to be a presenter, but already a presenter. You know, but they threw me in front of the tube. I like working behind the scenes, making things happen, but for some weird reason, I, it kept throwing me in front of it. So instead of fighting being in front of the television, I embraced it. Thanks for your encouraging words. Okay, I'm hoping that, you know, okay, Moses is back right on now. So, well, finally he's back on and we can, you know, just continue our conversation. Welcome back, Moses.
3: You know what? I just keep going and I'm thinking, yeah, man, I mean, you're getting all I'm saying. <laughs> and I realize, wait a minute. what are you off? What's going on? <laughs> you know, this is fun. Oh What's going God. on? Just let me have a good time with you. Ah!
1: I don't know what's going on, but you know what I tried to do. I tried to do there was a little Q and A that I found, and so I tried to you know get a little a little bit of the questions out and answer on your behalf that I think that you've answered in some places. But here's the thing. Let's do something. On a scale of one to ten, how weird are you? I
3: would go with a I'll go with an eight. Okay, so
1: yeah, almost very weird.
3: I I I think I'm weird. <laughs> I think uh, I am because I just I don't do conventional at all. I don't like conventional.
1: Okay, okay. So I, I, let me put this. Way. I know that you love your job. I want to assume that you love your job. But what do you really love about broadcasting? But really, what do you love about broadcasting sports? Because again, this is not just you know like you know you taking the half hour on launch or you reading the news or you just having a talk show, right? This is focused, really focused on sports, right? On radio, on television, you're a sportscaster. So why that particular niche? Why sports? I mean, what is it about it? What do you love about it? Uh,
3: I guess because uh, from the, from the, from the on- onset, I'm a sportsman. Um, I would have, if I wasn't on TV, I probably would have been a professional footballer because I had the option. Unfortunately, wow. there were not guidance at that point in time, so it was... And Sports was my thing from the onset, and it wasn 't just about football. I literally could play all sports basketball, tennis, table tennis, track and field, and Alex, all the things I say to you, I have certificates to show of my successes in them so um it was actually wow. I hope're still there, okay, I think I hear you now, so it was it was a beautiful outfit yes. for me I, I it was something it just seemed like it was what I would probably end up doing. And it wasn't premeditated. It wasn't planned. It just happened for me. And just to also state that, aside from sports, I I, I can actually handle myself well in in entertainment. The show I present now on Super Sports mm-hmm. is a blend of multi, multi sports and entertainment. Um, I also do the Calabar mm-hmm. Carnival with Ik. Uh, we, we've been doing I've been doing it now mm-hmm. for what six years. Ik joined me three years ago, mm-hmm. and we're on commentaries on it. We present on it. And I think Mm -hmm. just being in front of a camera, it's my thing. And it just comes natural. It's very seamless, you know, when I'm doing this. So beyond sports, I I basically would do it. I think if you put me in uh, to run a political show, it would be a very fun political show. show, you know. Because the truth (laughs) is, we need to move away from the stereotype of um, what a presenter Mm -hmm. should be. It should be fun. People should... You watch, um, uh-huh. what's his name? Uh, Richard Quest on CNN. Now, the dude uh-huh. is talking uh-huh. serious. But the truth is, you're enjoying it because of <laughs> his Because uh-huh. of what he throws in there. He's having a great time talking serious talk. And I think that's what it should be. I think yeah, there should be sometimes, uh, most people, you see CNN um, dudes, they do stuff like that behind the cameras, and they show you guys who are wearing a suit, all suited up. But he's got, what? Shorts underneath. And just to let you guys know, at times mm-hmm. they have to stand on some stools to interview some very tall personalities. Mm-hmm. What it should be mm-hmm. it should not be so boring, and uh, people, people should not hear yeah. news and run away excited because you're giving people information yeah. they don't have at that point in time. So, I think I, I, I will handle handle myself in any circumstance uh, aside from sports, but the same sports is just my default.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, because, you know, naturally inherent, you know, like inherent because, again, like you said, you did play sports, you know, back, you know, you're very gifted when it comes to sports, and that is something that has an interest, and I think that it it makes sense now that, you know, it does, it has to be a pain point. What don't you like about it? Is there?
3: Um, What I don't like about sports?
1: No, what don't you like about, pre- you know, being a television presenter or, you know, broadcasting sports or just being on radio? What don't you well, like about it? The job. I'll,
3: the tell job about what, it. Why, I'll tell you why I liked radio. Because for radio, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you paint pictures for people with your voice. Nobody knows what mm-hmm. you look like. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. now that, you know, they put the cameras in a in studio so they, they tend to see what you're doing there. But for mm-hmm. radio, it's quite. I think it's quite mm-hmm. cool. It's called a hot you know, but it's quite, it's quite cool. I like that. So, people don't get to see me. But for TV, everybody sees you. And mm-hmm. there's all this expectation. That's what I don't like about TV. There's this expectation everybody has <laughs> as to who you should be, what you should do, how you should comport yourself, how you should. I mean, yeah, there are etiquettes to the job. But at the same time, I'm a human being. So, yeah, I'm prone to do mm-hmm. things human beings do. Your human beings do, And one of it is, I like boiled granite. So, if I see it, it's not like you, you're going to go into ShopRite, uh, some expensive <laughs> mall, and get boiled granite. You're not going to see it there. The only place you can see it is right there in traffic. So, I'm sorry. I will stop to buy it. You know, I will call the woman <laughs> and buy me loads of boiled granite. And, you know, you see somebody saying, <laughs> Should I get on TV? Why should it be? I'm like, excuse me, if I wanted <laughs> on TV, I'd feel the same. So uh, there's just this I'll crazy situation. You. you know, people just.
1: Oh God! I've lost him again. Oh my goodness. Okay, we keep having all these great laughs, a great conversation, and then you know Moses just drops off, and you know that's it. Okay, guys. Well, you know, um, how about we take let's take a you know musical break, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Now this is "Don't" by Scott Krokov, and uh, enjoy. <laughs>
4: Day. Eps and flows, like an open wound, that can never close, but believe me, so they motivate me, if they never quit, will I ever know, down with me, is anybody?
1: And that was uh, Don't by Scott Krokov. Okay, my guest is back. Oh, my goodness. I have to pray to the gods of technology. Hi, Moses. Welcome back.
3: <laughs> you know what? They, they they better listen to us, at least, for this few moments.
1: <laughs> this is going to be like... But you know what? I'm having fun. I'm actually enjoying this. It's, it's weird. I'm supposed to be, like, you know, pissed off with with the technology, but... Again, technology is great, right? It can be very good when it needs to be, and then sometimes it can be a pain. So I understand. Believe me, I deal with this sometimes too. So,
3: it's, I agree know, with it's, you. Absolutely. It's okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this: What motivates you to get out of bed?
3: Uh, the fact that I'm I'm alive. Uh, I think that's actually a big deal. And there are days when I can be lazy and I'm just in bed there. My eyes are open. I'm thinking, all right, what do I have to do today? I have to do this, I have to do that. I'm like, okay, fine, let me do 30 minutes more, uh, 30, 30 minutes sleep more. I'm like, nah, get up, man, get up. Let's go do stuff, you know. So I, I, every time I wake up alive, you, you can move around. It's always a privilege. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what, well, let's go get something yeah. done today. So, yeah, the the privilege of being alive.
1: Okay, so life is really about it, and, and I like that you say that you appreciate life, the privilege of being alive, but we also know that life is really about, you know, overcoming, you know, obstacles, and we all get to deal with challenges. We all have challenges in our lives at one point or the other. Can you think of one time, you know, one challenge, something that, you know, just, you really just, you know, something that, you know, just a problem that you thought was, I don't know, how do, how do I put it, that you just almost gave up, something that almost made you give up, maybe give up on your dreams or give up on your job or just even give up on just how, what you believe about the human race, right, and how you felt felt about it and what you you know did to sort of motivate yourself to get out of that?
3: Here's the thing. Uh, I am one of those very few stupendously, ludicrously, crazily optimistic person. You know, so for me, challenges are an opportunity to build you. It strengthens your inner muscles. Um, your inner, um, yeah, I call them inner muscles. It strengthens your resolve about things. So uh, where people see recession, I'm seeing it as an opportunity to live uh, a very, very prude uh, life. You know, where you can manage your resources. Mm-hmm. Um, where mm-hmm. you see a friend you know, backbite you or goes about saying things that you don't expect them to say, that you said to them in confidence, rather than seeing that as a, as a I see myself as a problem. Like, you know what? Maybe if you kept your problem to yourself and just shut the hell up, uh, you, nobody mm. will go leaking it to somebody else. So if somebody steals mm. from me, I see it as, hmm, I'm being a bit loose. I need to be very firm. I need to keep my things properly. Mm. You know, so that's how I see things. Mm. So I, I'm no, I don't see human beings as my problem. I don't see situations as my problem. I've never done that for once. Uh, we're going through a very bad um, moment at work now. And um, I've, I've been I've been working at Sport Super for about 11 years. And it, things have progressed. We've gone far. And uh, just, was it early this year? Yeah, early this year, it was a serious, serious uh, scale down. on on, on staffs and stuff and for some of us who have been there that long well we didn't go we didn't get thrown out but most we lost all benefits that's just the truth and i can Mm -hmm. literally tell you now that what i earned when i joined the company is more or less what i'm earning now and it's far below than what i used to earn. but i know rather than saying oh look at what they're doing to us how can they do this to us i'm like you know what There was a time when we were earning crazy money. There was a time when we were doing fine, when the company was doing fine. We were were fine. So Mm -hmm. the company is in a bad state now because of the economy. So why don't you understand? Because I'm thinking, what if this was my company? These are some of the decisions, Mm -hmm. hard decisions I'd probably have to take. Not Not because I hate my staffs, but because the company has to survive.
1: No, we lost him again. This is crazy. Just when he's about to pour jewels into this space, then we just lose Moses. Oh my God! And I was really enjoying that conversation. Oh my God. Anyway, you know, I'm sure Moses is going to try and connect again. Uh, this is the technology. This is how it get, it goes sometimes. Uh, we have those bad moments, but you know, I'm very excited that you know we have we have we we did have some. You know, he was able to throw in some good things and like he said you know he said something I wish he was here right now just you know I'm trying to recap on that but you know like you said I I, I think it's amazing to have positive a positive outlook you know on life and and situation and you know just the things that happen in people like he says you know he doesn't blame anybody for whatever happens if something happens he has a different way of looking at it He has a different approach of dealing with you know, the issues and, and, and you know, just his own response. And I think that's what, you know, that's really how we find happening. I think it's, you know, it's not just what happens to us, uh, but it's how we respond to the things that happen to us. It's how do we deal with them? How do we accept them? What do we, who do we blame? Do we go about blaming other people, blaming society, or blaming the community, or blaming even the circumstance, you know, for just the things that we, you know, experience? So I really wanted to have, you know, dig in, Deep with that conversation with Moses, and I'm hoping that Moses can kind of like get back on the show again and you know we can talk. But how about let maybe we need to take another? Oh my god, this is a season of of musical breaks, but it's great. Now, this is uh, Mr. Fall from Sky by Michael. <laughs> 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 Are you to in the way. Okay. And that was uh, Mr. Fall from Sky but my former guest, Michael Kilbay. Um, you know, and our guest is back on here. Oh my god. Moses, who did you offend?
3: Tell <laughs> me. I'm not giving up on you at all.
1: What did you say? <laughs> Please don't give up on me. <laughs> but you know what I was and it's always have you noticed it? It's always when you're about to pour jewels into like the the virtual space, like you're about to say something so poignant and then the thing just goes off. I'm like, what the hell is going on? He's about to leave some meat right now. Um, But, you know, just before you went off, you know, you were, (laughs) you were, you know, just before you went off, you were talking about just how, you know, you, your outlook on life, right, and how you don't blame situations or people or society or, you know, circumstances on, you know, you just... Really have a positive outlook, and I think that is so important really for a lot of people, because as human beings, we tend to blame other people for things that happen right you know we um mm-hmm. but somehow, just what you said and you were talking about you know just what's going on with the downtime now at you know where you work and just your own outlook um on the situation, and I think that that might really be something that's ama- that helps really people. i mean maybe that's why you've been there for eleven years right
3: <laughs> but, but you know what you're absolutely you're absolutely correct uh for me. I think I'm always of your opinion, especially when I'm around people who are, who are moaning and lamenting about their job. I'm like, you know what? Walk away. If you're not happy about it, walk away. Don't, don't stay there and be moaning. You understand? Anything you do not like, walk away from it. It's as simple as that. Why sit there and lament and cry and, and be moody. And it's crazy because now I have to deal with people who are always lamenting on the job. And I'm saying to them, guys, just do the job, you know, and I think a great attitude takes you takes you far, you know, so if you've got a great attitude, you never can tell, truly, there are people who are actually looking out for some great people, I can't tell you, I can't tell you calls I received from eminent personalities, I mean, I was shocked, these people were calling me and encouraging me and saying, you know what, don't worry, everything is fine, I've told somebody to call you, you know, go have a meeting with person and just anything you have in mind we're going to see how bankroll it i'm Mm -hmm. thinking oh my word are you Mm -hmm. kidding me right now you know so i mean they're thinking yeah you know the guys are really down i'm not down i'm actually very happy you know so as much as possible i say to people do not give your remote control to anybody or anything okay um Mm -hmm. when i say that i say as because i actually had an epiphany very interesting i was with a three-year-old boy watching a movie some many years back and he he took the dstv remote and pressed the off button and turned the decoder off (laughs) and you know they're way back then it takes a while for the decoder to come back on alex Mm -hmm. i was i was flipping mad i mean i looked at this boy i'm like i wish i could punch you but i can't punch you because i was (laughs)
4: was really
3: amazing i know i was going to miss out on a whole lot but you know after a while it just hit me wait a minute as little as this boy is, he actually determined my mood right now, just like mm-hmm. that remote control. And people literally do that. How, how, would you give, how would you allow somebody to determine your happiness, your joy, your sadness, all of that? Why should somebody determine that? You should be the determinant. The only person that should have your remote control is, is God. That's the only person that should determine how you feel about anything. Because you know, so, he's the only one person who can really tell you, hey, dude, I'm doing this for a reason. You know, so it it's as simple as that. I don't let circumstances determine how I how I relate to it. And the same way, you send me a message where you pissed me off and you said something very annoying, I don't reply immediately. I always have to chill because if I reply at that time, it's not me talking. It's the blood that's run mm-hmm. running to my head. You know, and, and that's how mm-hmm. I see circumstances situation at every point in time. So no matter how I mean, I don't care the job you give me to do, I really don't. I would do it with more passion and enjoy myself when I'm done I walk away. You know, so we don't have long to be here, Alex. So I think, to, you, know, you know,
1: I you know, I'm really I really love that we're having this conversation and it's great because those who get you know, who get to listen to the show, who are listening in and I did get like two, three questions for you. But um, you know, those who are going to listen, you know, who are listening now, and who will listen to the archive show, you know, are going to take away something. It is very easy to look at people and say people are successful, right? And but people don't really think of what makes them that, right? Their makeup, their internal makeup. And you know, just listening to you share this, your philosophy is a typical example of what your internal makeup is, and maybe that's why you're successful because you're approaching life, outlook on life, I how you're doing. To jump
3: in here, Alex, in the true sense of it. What exactly is success? And everybody has that definition, even when they come out to say, well, success is not having cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, it seems as though that definition is situated somewhere in their mind, that to be successful means mm-hmm. you have all you want. No. In fact, that's the, that's the mm-hmm. true definition of misery. If you have all you want, you want are, mis- <laughs> are It's misery. What do you want more? Exactly. Yes. because the truth is...
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, God. This has got to be one of those really tough shows. Oh, my God. Okay, guys, you know, Moses was just trying to define what success is, and, you know, um, he was talking about, you know, if you have all you want, then that is the definition of misery and not success. And I really wanted to hear that. I wanted to hear it. It's almost like every time Moses wants to say something important, (laughs) the network goes, okay, so we've lost Moses, but I know that he's going to connect, and that is – You know, also what makes him an amazing person is that he is persistent. So I'm very sure that Moses is going to try and connect again. But maybe we should see. Let me see if I can get the Q and A and see if I can find out more stuff while Moses is trying to connect back into the show. Okay, so somebody asked Moses, "What has been the highlight of your career to date? Why? You know?" And then he says, "Well, it has to be the 2010 World Cup in South Africa." I guess that was, you know, the highlight of, uh, let's see what else, um, let me see if there are any other questions that, you know, he may have answered, and while we're trying to get him to connect back into the show, oh my God, you know, the network is bad, but wherever you're listening from around the world, don't forget, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okurugi, and yes, we're all about keeping it real, we keep it unfiltered, uncensored, uncaught. So we do not apologize, you know, for not being perfect. This is not about perfection. We are just about having real straight talk and authentic conversation. Oh, great. Moses is right back here. And uh, welcome back, Moses.
3: Ah, Alex. Uh, you know what? <laughs> this is fun, but man, the network just keeps messing us up.
1: You're like the ghost. You pop back and in and out and in, and and it's always when you're about to say something super <sighs> Um,
0: just, I'm oh you. God!
1: Like you. Know, <laughs> okay, so before you I'm went telling. up, you were saying, you know, you were talking about. Um, oh my God! You, you 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 were just really talking about success. success and yes, define success. Define you, success. Yes.
3: And, and I was saying, I, I just documentary on uh, Princess Diana. Uh, Twenty years she passed on. Okay. Now this is royalty. She has, she can buy anything she wants, can go anywhere she wants to go to, Mm -hmm. can literally do anything she wants to Mm -hmm. do because the wherewithal is right there for her. But she lived a life of misery in her marriage. She wasn't happy. Who wants that? Mm -hmm. that? So for me, success is a level of contentment you have internally. Where yeah, you live in a shack, Mm -hmm. but you know what? You're happy. You're alive. You know, that you're you, you successful at that point in time. So, success is, mm-hmm. you, you, it's, it, and, it, and truly, success is never about what you have or don't have. It's never about that. Success is how best you make do of your, your current situation. That is success. So, in the midst of where everybody's saying, you know what, there's nothing. I mean, it's so bad. Everything is so bad. And you're going, well, I mean, I'm okay. I think I had a good meal today, even though if it was just one meal. And you know what? I'm happy about that. My family it's fine. Mm-hmm. They had a good meal. We're looking at other people also we t- can take care of a few people. Mm-hmm. I think you're being a success. So it's not what you have. Mm-hmm. It's about how you are okay where you are currently and you're not looking out at you know, oh I wish I had that. I wish I had that. In the true sense if you have it, you'll be mm-hmm. you'll be you you live in misery for the rest of your life. And people think for instance, uh, are you there?
1: I'm here, I'm, you know, I'm
3: listening, I'm about to
1: you know, go on you, but uh, go ahead.
3: Think, yes, about, think about this, someone's saying, you know what, I wish I had a Range Rover, I wish I had a Range Rover, man, imagine me having a Range Rover, and what you don't realize is if you get a Range Rover, like I said, I told my uncle when I was going to get a car some years back, he said, no man, at your level now, you should be driving on Escalade, you know, a Lincoln Navigator, <laughs> I'm like, bros. Please, I want something I can manage. Because the truth is, if I get into a parking, mm-hmm. parking lot and area boys go, hey, 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 If I give them $20, they're very happy. <laughs> if I'm driving a Range Rover or a Lincoln Navigator, I give them $20, say, bros, now, wow, uh, 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 you're bigger than mm-hmm. this now. You understand? That's one. Two. You want mm-hmm. the Range Rover. Do you have any idea how much a tire for a Range Rover is? Because you need to change the tire at least every two years. You understand? Mm-hmm. That tire is somebody's salary for like two, three months. People don't know that. That's mm. as expensive as two hundred thousand plus. You don't understand that. To so service your car alone, it literally will buy somebody's second-hand car, the Range Rover. So mm. it calls all sorts of attention and all sorts of stuff. And to manage that, you're thinking, oh, man, this will like so much. But you wanted a Range Rover. You never thought through. Mm-hmm. So for you to, I of the opinion, look here. I was telling the young man, I said, look here. You don't buy everything you see. For instance, you like you mm-hmm. like gadgets. I understand that. You want to buy a phone. The a phone costs you $150,000. You have $200,000. You mm-hmm. can't afford that. So what do you mean? I have 50000 left. No, see, that's the foolishness in your head. You don't have 50000 because what you're going to do with that 50000 is probably get airtime. You're going to buy a battery pack.
4: You're mm-hmm. probably going to
3: buy a charger. At the end of the day, you really don't have anything with you. That is not what it means when you say mm-hmm. something is affordable. How you know something is affordable mm-hmm. is that if I wanted to buy a phone for one hundred one hundred fifty thousand naira, that means I have about say give or take two three million. If I put one hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. of two three million, I think I don't think I've scratched the surface yet. You have, mm-hmm. I can afford yeah, afford it. That's what it means that I can afford it. So when people tell me how ah, much you can do, that mm-hmm. I say I can't afford it. it's like, ah, an hour for you mm-hmm. uh, at the level rate. Mm-hmm. it's true, but I can't afford it. So it's the sense I have mm-hmm. in me. I'm contented in myself. I'm not competing with anybody. You are successful.
1: You know, this is so powerful, and it's powerful that you say this because I was just, you know, what was I watching? I can't remember what I was watching, but I think it was one of the executives from Google, and he was really talking about, you know, happiness, right, and success and how, you know, the reason why people, a lot of people are mis- uh, miserable is because of their, you know, they, because of the expectations they they have of the world, right? That happiness and success is not what the world gives you. It is your um, understanding of, you know, it, it is your expectation of, of what you think, the, you know, the world offers, right? Like you said, your own outlook on life. So if you look at the glass, you know, if there's water in the glass, you can look at that half glass and say, okay, this is, you know, wow, I'm just grateful I have half a glass of water, as opposed to yeah. looking at life and saying, why is my glass not full? Right? So Mm. it's like, oh God, I have water. Even though it's half a glass, I'm thankful, I'm grateful I have half a glass of water. Some people don't have water. But somebody else is going to look at that glass and say, why is my glass not full? I want a full glass of water as opposed to being grateful for that. You know, and then you're saying to yourself, okay, how can I make my glass half so full? So, I like what you say, and I think that has happened for me in the last couple of years. Is And I keep saying this, and it's funny because I recorded a boost, a naked boost, like a few days ago, and I talked about ha- happiness and how, like you said, do not give somebody else, put your happiness, you don't have to put the burden on somebody else, and make somebody else responsible for your happiness or for your sadness. Yeah. And just how to find happiness in chaos, even in chaos. So that you say what you say, I'm really, really. Excited, you know, I was really happy to hear that. And I think, again, that's what is responsible for just how far you've come and how far you still have to go. Because a lot of people wonder why they might even see themselves in the same job with you and maybe offer the same opportunities, maybe even bigger opportunities. Oh, my God, I think I just lost him. You know, maybe even bigger opportunities. But somehow, your attitude is what affects, you know, how far you go and whether you get even more opportunities or whether the door closes. So, you know, I'm just thankful that, you know, Moses was here to share a little bit about his career, his journey, his philosophy, and just what success means to him. It's unfortunate that we would have to wrap this show. I know that, you know, we just have just a few minutes left to go, and I guess it might be, I don't know if Moses is going to pop back in before we leave, but um, guys, don't forget that you can become a VIP. If you want to become a VIP, just go to our website, www.thenakedtalk.live, just go to the naked talk. live, and click on Become a VIP. Follow the prompt and go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash alexagrojo. Just click on Become a VIP, and you can find out what it takes for you to become um, a patron and get access to our private VIP-only content. Yes, you so We host a monthly roundtable. We're getting ready for our monthly roundtable uh, conversation. We bring a couple of VIPs in and we have a closed up private VIP roundtable conversation. And of course, you can get access to the VIP conversation. Go to our website, click on Become a VIP, and find out what it takes to be a patron. And, you know, support the show. Okay, Moses is back on just before we wrap this up. I know we have about three minutes to leave. Hi, Moses. Hi,
3: Hi Alex. I know we have a few minutes to, to, end, to wrap things up.
1: Yes, we. Yes, we do. Um, but just before I let you go, um, just before I let you go, just, you know, something for the roads. Um, what do you think? I mean, what do you do when you're not working? I mean, how do you engage yourself when you're not working?
3: Um, I, do, I do a lot of catch-up on what's happening on uh, social media, on um, on the Internet, especially sports um, sports um, websites, uh, because I always have mm-hmm. to be up to date with what's going down. So on a daily basis, uh, almost... Anytime I'm not, I'm not busy working, that, those are the things I actually check out. Uh, I'm quite active on Instagram, so, I mean, it's one of the ways I, I chill out because <laughs> there's so much craziness and creativity, you know. <laughs> but as much as possible, avoid the madness going on there. Um, so, yeah, uh, one, of the best, one of the ways I relax is catching up on movies. Uh, is, I think that's my only vice. I really enjoy watching movies. So those are the things that, that keeps me, you know, relaxed.
1: To those questions but you know maybe i could invite you again sometime on the show i would love to bring you back on the show maybe on a roundtable conversation where we have we usually have our vip roundtable conversation with a couple of guests so maybe i bring you back on one of the shows how about that i'll
3: be delighted. absolutely delighted how about oh, that
1: thanks. well thank you so much you have been an amazing guest on the show, irrespective of the network you've been awesome Support into here you shared so much of yourself and your journey and your philosophy and i think i i really do think that you know whoever's going to listen to this is going to feel like oh they're going to definitely take
3: well it will be my joy that's the truth it will be my absolute joy